Move your arms, Henry. Move the arms. Okay, I'm Move moving your them. Arms. Move your arms. Keep your knees up. Dorsey, up, up. Dorsey, flex your toes. Okay. Henry, don't be looking down, Henry. Keep your head up. Keep the head up. Looking forward all the time. Looking forward all the time. Doing great. That's excellent. Keep the arms moving. Keep your arms moving. That's very good. Dorsey, flex the toes. Dorsey, flex the toes, Henry. Oh, that's really good. Now you're moving well. You're really moving well, Henry. Keep it going. Pick up your speed now. Pick up your speed. Pick up your speed. Oh, brilliant, Henry. Going well. Well done. Well done. That's great. Whew, okay. <laughs> Hayden McKenna from Lusk Athletics Club uh, putting our own Henry McKean through his paces Lusk AC are the second biggest running club in Ireland their fastest growing running club but they have nowhere to run they have no facilities of their own Henry has been investigating this for us Henry what's going on? Yeah, well, volunteering is big in Lusks. They've got 40 volunteers and they have 450 youth members. The club, it reformed in 2009 after starting in the 80s, but then the numbers dwindled in the 90s. Here is the chair of Lusk Athletic, Nicole Hudson. She explains how they have no home. We hope we don't have to go back to the days of having to train our children on the footpaths of Lusk like we did before. On the footpaths? On the footpaths. We had nowhere to go. Um, we're getting to the stage now that we're being absolutely squeezed out of the, the hub where we train. And it's looking likely that we may have to bring the children back out onto the footpaths. It would be both dangerous, uh, obviously during COVID, uh, it's busy. And cars. And cars. And dog walkers and everybody else using the paths, it's not ideal. But if we don't get a dedicated home, we could be back there. Where we're standing right now, we're actually on a massive green, many acres here. How many acres, roughly? It's about seven acres here. Seven acres, and we're on a ring road just on the outskirts of Lusk. This is empty land, there's nothing going on here. You want this to be your permanent home. Yes, we would like it to become our permanent home. We have been working um, with Fingal County Council for a while now and they're, they're being very helpful. There are ongoing discussions with the developer and Fingal to have this land handed over and we would like to urge both parties to, I suppose, expedite that process and get us in here as soon as possible. Just urging them to hand it over, hand it over to the community. I mean, Lusk is now a population of 10,000 and growing. The houses are going up, as you can see and as you can hear. Um, So the children of Lusk really need uh, a permanent, dedicated um, athletics facilities. Henry, what have Fingal County Council and the developer been saying about this? Yeah, well, Dwyer Nolan, the developer, they say they're in advanced negotiations to to hand it over. And they say a couple of items have to be completed prior to the council taking charge of the estate and field. The vandalised playground is to be repaired. The council have a couple of items to complete too. Dwyer Nolan are led to believe that the council proposes to have the estate taken in charge in the first quarter of 2022. And they also, they mention that Lus Athletic Club may be using the main open space along the bypass but this will be up to the council to decide. Fingal County Council say uh, they are in active and advanced discussions with the developer regarding the transfer of open space to the council. So they're both saying they're trying to sort it out in layman's terms. Uh, Ireland does have one of the highest obesity rates in Europe. And having facilities across Ireland, it could combat uh, this uh, with also exercise being good for your mental health. Parking has been an issue for club members also. Some have received fines recently. Here is Aidan McKenna, who looks after the youth wing of Lusk Athletic. If we had a home, it means that we can then offer our community seven days a week of training. Like Not every day, Tuesdays and Thursdays doesn't suit everyone, but if we could train on a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, Saturday morning, any time during Sunday at the weekend, it means we can offer that facility for anyone. 
if it's even if it's a throwing event that you can come and throw your hammer, throw your discus if you can't make it during the week, that we can accommodate and, and help support that and get keep people off the streets, keep that antisocial behaviour down. But it's also it's really good as well for their people's physical and mental health that they're getting out, you know, they're they're training and giving them good endorphins to their body that it and makes them feel better and that they're doing something good and they're developing their, their own, um, um, developing themselves as well as a person, you know. Do councils actually care about recreational um, facilities or is it about housing, housing, housing? Councillors do because they're, they're advertising about about getting out healthy, you know, and, and, and doing all your exercises and, and the park runs and all of the example of that to support that there. Um, like for me, I think when it comes to the planning process, you know, um, sporting facilities should be forced on the agenda before the houses. Get the get the facilities up and, and running for people and it's there for them. And then, then put the houses in. It should be forced, not not as a last thought. So it should be a part of the whole thing. If you're going to build an extension to a town, you make sure they have facilities as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, it's so important. And getting back to that antisocial behaviour, if they're in if they're enforced before the houses are up at least then people can start using them and see the benefit that, that this community has and it will help, it'll only help in the long run for everything. I coach mostly uh, juveniles and juniors and it's, it's watching them develop and become their own, you know, from at their, the, technique. their techniques and when they can't really do the things at the start and then all of a sudden a couple of years later they really develop and like we, we've developed from the club just from competing in Dublin competitions and then national competitions. We now have international um, competitors in our club and um, it's just so important that having a facility, having a home and when it comes to international, um, the international competitor we have, we have had in this last while, we've actually had to send that person to different facilities. We even had to send up to Belfast to do a session because we didn't have that facility here for them. It's up to the county councils to, you know, to, to let, let us help with our dreams that we can give this to the people of the community and help them develop. And it is. It's, it's a dream, but it's a dream that could come true. Oh, I'm a big believer in dreams can always come true. Always come true. <laughs> Aidan McKenna there, who looks after the youth wing of Los KC, Henry, as you, as you said. You were also talking about the volunteers. You've been speaking to other volunteers, I understand. What have they been saying? Yeah, a great community spirit. A local farmer allows Lusk AC to use his shed for high jump and pole vault training and a space that's shared with goats, cattle and pot-bellied pigs, something I need to give up on. I spoke to Annette Foy, a volunteer at the club. She wants a permanent home for Lusk Athletic. So Lusk AC, it's, it's now a club for all. We have amazing volunteers that are um, bringing um, equipment uh, twice a week and lighting to so that we can so that the the local community can train so you drag uh, all that stuff you drag it to uh, a place called the hub which is on a ring road and you have that facility for just two hours uh, a week it's an awful lot to expect because not only are they there to coach and um, bring on the you know the athletics uh, within the community um, it's very difficult to also expect them to provide you know lighting and lug equipment from sheds and, and when you um, say lighting you bring one of those generators yes a, a generator that has to be you know like um, the builders use absolutely yeah so it's like I mean it's it's wonderful to see the growth and we don't want to become a club that turns people away we're an all-inclusive club and we've worked hard to become that so we we don't you know we don't want to be one of those clubs that has to turn people who who want to train and who want to be athletes away we just need help we need a home we need facilities we just need help um Fingal County Council you've done you've done th- uh, things over the years but we just need that bit more you know we uh, we need a home you need a home yes yeah you we need really a do base. yeah yeah
We need a home to contribute to the health and well-being being of our community. And Annette, you are a volunteer. You sacrifice your time, a lot of time. I do, yeah. I, you know, I'm happy to do it. My, my part in the club is uh, organising the Lust 4 Mile Road Race, which is um, an annual fundraising event. Very successful. Yeah, Annette Foy there, uh, one of the volunteers. So, Henry, you were telling us about this deal they hope to go through between the developer and the county council, possibly as early as uh, as 2022, sometime next year. But what are the arrangements for training at the moment for Los KC? Well, in the early years, the club used the local national school field to train its athletes. However, with the growth of the village, a new school had to be built on that field. Since then, uh, Lusk AC has to use a local park, an open green space, uh, but they can only use it between 7 and 8 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Here is Nicole Hodson, uh, chair of Lusk AC again. Well, currently we have two slots a week that we train in in the, the hub, it's called. Um, so we can only train um, our most groups on two nights a week. If we were here, if this is a dedicated home, we can train seven nights a week. We can have multiple sessions throughout the week. Um, and we can bring, um, you know, a lot more than the 700 to this area. Um, so as soon as we can get in, we can do wonderful things. The area you're in at the moment, you're sharing uh, with, I suppose, a school, with GAA and also with soccer. Uh, and it's hard throwing a javelin if they're knocking about, isn't it, or a discus? Absolutely. I mean, we've already had members of the public um, questioning why it's been done, so we've actually had to stop that. We now have to throw javelin, discus, those things in a farmer's field, which is not ideal. We're very grateful for the local support of the the local farmers, but really it's unfair of our athletes, unfair of our members to have to do that. If we're in a dedicated home, we can control who's here, we can control the the safety of it and the times. So that's another reason that we get to um, use, or we can get to do all disciplines in a dedicated time. Fingal, they're under pressure. And so is perhaps local politicians, including Fianna Fáil's uh, housing minister, Dara O'Brien, who is from the area. Um, Housing, 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 build, build, build. Uh, Do you think you'll be pushed? Do you think sport, do you think athletics will be pushed out? We won't let it be pushed out. It's quite simple. We we have over 40 volunteers and coaches in the area. I mean, we're very lucky to have that that number of people um, wanting athletics in the area. We have uh, phone calls, emails, texts every day of the week from parents looking for their children to join the club so we certainly won't let it be pushed out um, and that's why we're, we're here today urging Fingal to speed up the process and hand this land over. Um, over the years in the 80s Tala for example um, recreational facilities weren't built mistakes were made we're not going to repeat those mistakes are we? If you look around Lusk at the moment it's housing and housing and housing so that's why we're here pushing for this open space to be handed over. Nicole Hodson there, the chair of Lusk Athletics Club, uh, finishing up that report from our own Henry McKean Lusk, the second biggest athletics club in the country, the fastest growing athletics club in the country, but an athletics club with nowhere to run, quite literally no track.